tweet at Today SOR. Yesterday, the Education Minister, Joe McHugh, told the Dáil this year's Leaving Cert will go ahead beginning on the 29th of July. On the line now, Eán O'Reardon, Labour Party spokesman on education. And we're joined as well by Sharon McGrath, Principal of Fingal Community College and Colm O'Rourke, Principal of St. Patrick's Classical School in Navan County Mead. Thank you all. Eán O'Reardon, first of all, is the government right to be pressing ahead with the Leaving uh, and fixing the date at this stage? I think on balance they are. I think on balance the political system would suggest that the minister has a difficult decision to make and he has to make the best decision, uh, the best worst decision, if you like, or a best decision in a, in a list of decisions that are that are difficult. Now, my issue with the minister is that I wrote to him on the 12th of March suggesting that we have some kind of a collective partnership approach across political lines to help each other through this process. Uh, we've had one meeting, which was on the 1st of April. Uh, so that's one meeting in six weeks. There's also a stakeholder group where the minister listens to, sorry, where the department listens to interest groups, unions, student representatives. And my understanding is the minister has not attended a single one of those advisory group meetings. So part of the problem, Sean, is that we have a lot of we have a communication difficulty. There, there is repeats that there is you know leaks to the media about potentially being in, in July, potentially in August, and the Irish Times reports last week that it could stretch into September. The teacher comes into the door last week and says the third level institutions mightn't open until November. So what happens is that you know it's a total thumbscrew for for students at this time who are you know, hanging on every word of the minister, waiting for some clarification. He did an on- online chat on Tuesday night. He suggested the 29th of, of July was, was the preferred date. He confirmed it last night. There is still a huge number of out, uh, outstanding issues relating to this, relating to how we're going to deal with you know, particularly disadvantaged students and the digital divide, how we're going to deal with uh, children with additional needs, and also why he is refusing to cancel the fee of €116, Euro, which I'm quite sure the two other principals will agree with me, administering this fee and actually charging this fee in this particular year uh, is is completely unreasonable. Uh, but he still won't commit to, okay. to waiving the fee for 2020. Just go now to one of those principals, Sharon McGrath of Fingal Community College. Um, at least you have clarity now. It's obviously subject to the continuing advice of the public health uh, experts. But what do you do now that you've been given this date? Yeah, first of all, Sean, I'd like to really welcome the clarification yesterday. Uh, it does help but uh, it is a mammoth task to organise a leading search in normal circumstances and it does run very smoothly every year. In these circumstances, within the parameters of the social distancing and the safety of all concerned, there are significant logistical and practical difficulties which we're all facing and not all schools are facing the same difficulties. The type of school one is in um, is going to impact significantly on how we can social distance. So my school, for example the actual environment would not be conducive to being able to have large groups of students apart. There would be a proximity issue. Other schools would have other, uh, they'd have bigger venues, whatever. So there's, there's a whole range. But I'd like to say at the outset that the teachers, in my experience, are extremely keen. They are absolutely willing to roll up their sleeves and to make this happen. But the will is there. I am struggling a little bit with the way. So we need help and guidance logistically on how to manage this. There are so many aspects that need to be managed, apart from the written papers and the proximity of students. That, in some way, is the least of our worries. Again, not all schools offer the full range of subjects, but in an ETB school like ourselves, 
we offer all of the practical subjects of Leaving Cert. There are significant additional concerns around the administration and the assessment of practical um, uh, exams, the projects related to them, and it's not only in the engineering, construction, technology and design and communication graphics, it's also art, it's agricultural science, and then increasingly leaving third subjects, thankfully, have a project element to them. So say in history, geography, political science, and the new PE um, uh, course, the computer science and religious education as an examination subject, they all have projects that are not yet complete. Yes, and they're locked away in the schools yes. and that's a part yes. of the department's yes. uh, approach to this. Uh, Colm O'Rourke, you're somebody who's got long experience with these matters. Now, you said in a piece in the Sunday Independent, oh, and on the 12th of April, that's over a fortnight ago, I think, if postponing, sorry, last Sunday week, if postponing the Leaving Cert until July or August represents certainty, then I wouldn't like to see the definition of confusion. Well, you have clarity now. Are you happy? Yeah, well, they have some clarity, but we have no clarity on how they're going to, to actually work, as uh, Sharon was saying there. Uh, there should have been no announcement until there was a clarity on uh, the date for the exams. There should have been clarity on how they're actually going to work and the timetable of them, because what happened by announcing then on Good Friday, which was a silly thing to do, and there's too much attention being paid to social media by ministers, and what he should have done is waited until such time he was obviously getting advice from somebody waited until uh, maybe sometime in the next couple of weeks if at that stage the advice was to postpone the exams and have a proper timetable ready in place to give out to teachers and give out to schools in general we have not heard a word from the state exams commission or the department of education about what is happening all we are learning is what's in the media so that's quite unsatisfactory we should have got a proper timetable of the way this was going to work and this idea then that there would be or possibly two-week school in July, that would cause massive problems because exams, in actual fact, would have been much easier to run than classes because for exams you could put three or four into a room and spread out people all over a school and maybe bring in your own teachers to supervise them. But uh, with classes, for example, if you have honours maths classes and a band of them going on at one time with 30 in classes, I don't see that is going to be easy to do. And the Minister for Health was saying, on the one hand, schools should reopen or try to reopen Mm. one day a week, but maintain social distancing. So the two things are sort of mutually incompatible. Do you think, Colm O'Rourke, that the teachers would be prepared to work well into July to, to make sure the Leaving Cert students are prepared? They'll get their fortnight. Yeah, I think the teachers will be quite willing at this stage to do, but what they need to do is to have clarification on when they're expected to work, what they're expected to do, when the school year is going to reopen in September, and what the position, What are they going to have any holidays at all, or are they going to be expected to work online with Leaving Cert's students during June? Now, the big issue for most schools, and I'm sure Sharon would find this, is that there has been a level of disillusionment among Leaving Cert since the announcement was made because it's come back so far and a problem with compliance whereas the junior starts have down tools altogether because I'd say they're more or less saying this may not go ahead because it's not feasible unless you have a set national timetable for junior starts because you can't have maths and Irish going on in one school today and in another school tomorrow because obviously the papers would leak between each other so there's still absolute confusion on a whole range of issues. 
OK, now, Sharon, uh, to come back to yourself, I mean, what do you need to hear from the department at this stage? I need to hear logistically how we're going to manage both the fortnight that is suggested of teaching. Um, clearly, I, I don't think anybody expects that the timetable that was running last February for six years will just be reactivated. That wouldn't be the way it would be, it would be done, in my view, that we would chunk it. So on a Monday morning, say if we had two weeks of class, on a Monday morning, all leaving certs would be in for English. However, if I'm the English teacher and yourself and uh, um, Colm are in my class, I can't have all 30 in the class. So I have to divide up my 30 into three tens. So the, the three hours that have been allocated for leaving cert English with me, in actual fact, you're only getting one hour. And while you might say, yes, but you could go into another teacher in another room, we have to remember that teaching is a relational, not a transactional endeavour. Mm -hmm. It's not about just giving the information. It is about the relationship between the teacher and the student. So all the students want to be in with their English teacher. It's not a great help to be in with somebody else's English teacher or indeed a teacher of another subject. So only, I can only take 10 in my class. So my other 20 are not getting three hours. Nobody's getting three hours. Each is getting one hour of my time. So the teachers are there, the students are there, but they're not all together. So what relearning, based on the fact that we all know it's a relationship as distinct, if it was just information, we could send it by email. So that's the piece that's missing. It's the, it's the interaction, it's the motivation, it's, the, it's, the, it's not the skills, it is how we do things that's missing. So while the will is there, I want to hear how we're going to do the teaching, how we're going to do the practicals and the projects. I want to know about the LCA students who in some aspects are being left out of this conversation. Our mm. LCA students have um, uh, many components, including their assessment tasks, which are not yet completed. How are they going to be um, uh, um, brought over the line? OK, lots um, of questions in, there. Perhaps we'll get yeah. some of the answers in the coming Sean, days. A very important point, too, on that is that if, if there is no state certification for junior cert students, then a whole band of fellows who normally go off to apprenticeships or whatever after three years have no certification whatsoever for spending three years in school. OK, well, look, that's a very interesting point and, again, one that will cl Just clearly need to be, Sean, to be addressed. The, the Sean, the Minister did say yesterday that the clarification on the timetable will come out on the 1st of June, which I think, which, which I think is fair enough. But the, the, the point that Colin uh, makes there is a very important one. Students have a legal right to leave school at 16. They don't need to be in school after 16. And there's a small cohort of disadvantaged students in the main who may leave school at 16 with nothing under their belt to face into the world. And that's why the junior cert and question marks over the junior cert uh, need to be clarified. And that's a very important point. Yeah, one last quick one to you, Eonor uh, Erdogan. I think you might have heard the uh, independent deputy for us, Common Galway, Dennis Nocton, uh, chatting to me earlier. Now, he was saying there's a need to move on from the shadow boxing into negotiations. And it's clear from what he was saying that the rural independent group of TDs are willing to sit down to get a stable government. And he's not too keen on the Greens being involved. So do you see this as being a, a significant significant development? Well, not really, because you know, Dennis Nocton is trying to convince us that Michael Larry belongs in government uh, and Verona Murphy belong in government, but the Green Party don't. And uh, so I find that quite No, confusing. he's saying that their demands are not realistic. 
Well, uh, you know, I, I think what he's suggesting is probably more unrealistic and that the personalities that make up his group belong in government as opposed so, to, so to the So you, you seem to be saying that Michael Lowry's mandate and Ronan Murphy's mandate, the people who voted those in their tens of thousands, uh, they, they, no, they somehow don't have rights if, in this? If, if, if people are serious about putting together a government, then people should be, should be, should be serious about it. Our own parliamentary party meeting, which I should be in at the moment, I'm, I should be in class rather being in the principal's office with you, Sean, um, uh, are meeting at the moment from, from half ten to discuss the document that Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael put together. But I would say one thing. There is a, a kind of a, a, a moral underpinning of this document, which I don't think is, is sustainable, that there can be no income tax or USC increases on anybody, no matter what they earn, to get us through this crisis. Interesting now, we've point. Seen it, we've seen the statistics this, this week of, of how difficult this economic crisis is going to be. If that's the under, underpinning of the document, well, I don't really think it, has, it can really fly. And I think what the Green Party are, are offering uh, really is secondary to that Okay, look, we uh, really point, have to leave it. it and my thanks to, be, to you, Aon O'Rear Don, and thanks as well to Colm O'Rourke and Sharon McGrath. We're talking about drink after the break.